And now, the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast proudly presents First View Friday. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of First View Friday, the bonus episode where I uh, watch a pay-per-view I've never seen before and uh, go over the card and the results and rate how I think the matches were uh, out of, you know, five stars or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, myself, am no particular Dave Meltzer. I just, you know, if you have better ratings for it or if you have lower ratings for it, then by all means, rate away yourselves, but... These are just my views, opinions, and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, I watched this month. I watched WCW Road Wild '97, something that happened 25 years ago. Uh, next week. Next. Uh, let me think about this. It's. That's Tuesday. Wait. Let me think about it. Is it the pay-per-view was August 9th. It was a Saturday. Uh, well, today's August 5th, so it's four days after today, essentially. So, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, it is Tuesday. Anyway, uh, so... Guys, this was a interesting pay for you. We'll get right to it. Just as soon as I tell you the regular spiel of Welcome to the Show, like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the Happy Wrestling Fan Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Happy Fan Pod and listen to subscribe to us on the following platforms Anchor. Brainter, Brainter, Anchor, wait, Anchor, Brainter, Doodle Podcast, uh, Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and as well as Doodle Podcast. I forgot Doodle Podcast for some reason. I don't have my notes in front of me, so. But you would think, I, you would think uh, how many times I would say it, I wouldn't have fucked it up, but I watched it up. <laughs> Alright, so like I said, I watched Road Wild 98. Took place in Sturgis, South Dakota. Uh, August 9th, 1997. I just said 98, didn't I? I meant 97. Uh, 98 was last year's August pay-per-view. Um, go back in the archives and listen to that episode if you haven't already. Uh, well, that was, that was the old style, too, of how I did it. Uh, which I will say right now, this is going to be a lot shorter than that episode was. But, um, yeah. So, 
uh, yeah, estimated attendance was 6,500, which is funny because, you know, the commentators, they always elaborate, oh, it's 20,000 people here. It really didn't count. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, it, was a, it was a bike rally. and I don't know. But uh, commentators were... Uh, who where were they? Oh, yeah. Tony Giovanni, Dusty Rhodes, and Bobby Heenan. So anytime that's the threesome, that's always entertaining. I think that's the only thing that saves this pay-per-view, really. But uh, let's just trans- transition on into the ratings and reviews. Alright, so we start the show off with Vicious and Delicious. Buff Badwell versus Stott Norton, no, and Stott Norton, excuse me, versus uh, Harlem Heat, a tag team match. The whole, throughout the show, the premise is it's NWO versus WCW, basically, with a few matches that are WCW versus WCW in between. Uh, but it's like, now that Lex Luger is the champion, which he won August 4th, 25 years ago yesterday he won on Monday Nitro. I remember that Nitro like it was yesterday, actually. Uh, I remember watching it. I remember going crazy after Luger won. Like, what the hell? Luger won. He did it. No, you know, Hogan's reign is over. And only to and imagine my disappointment. Well, we'll get into that later. But uh, disappointment ahead coming up. Spoilers. Not really spoilers, though, unless you haven't really you know seen it like I haven't. But, uh, I mean, by now, you know what happens, I'm sure. But what was I saying? Oh, so Vicious and Delicious... And represented NWO against Harlem Heat. So Harlem Heat said they had a surprise. Uh, middle of the match, out comes Jacqueline. So that's the surprise, I guess. She's the manager now of Harlem Heat. And uh, match was alright. Could have been better. Um... Finish came when Norton had, I believe, Butcher T in the uh, shoulder breaker, which is normally Norton's finish. But uh, the ref was distracted. Meanwhile, Jacqueline... Gets on the apron and uh, does it, you know, chokes out uh, Snorton to allowing uh, Butcher to do a kick and the Harlem side kick onto Norton. And then he went down. And then uh, as Butcher T went for the pin, very close to the ropes, mind you, Jacqueline held the other Norton's foot down. So he wouldn't kick out, but it was just weird. Just like, how did if Butter T 
was in the finisher of Norton. How did he get up from that? I don't know. It was, ah, I don't know. It wasn't anything special. 2.5 out of 5. We started off with a great start. Uh, up next was the, was it the uh, Method Deathmatch, I believe? Yeah. Mentioned in Deathmatch uh, between Tonin and Rey Mysterio. Tonin representing NWO and uh, Rey Mysterio um, representing WCW. So, by the way, it's uh, it's WCW 1 and WCW nothing. Now... Conan worked through worked on Ray's leg throughout the entire match, injuring it in the process or hurting it in the process. So by targeting the leg, Ray still fought back. Still fought back. Wasn't really that Lucha style that we're used to because Tornad had the advantage throughout most of the match, and every time Ray tried to team back, he couldn't. Uh, there was this one spot towards the end where Ray tried a, a double springboard, but he botched it. And I don't know if it was a legit botch or if it was meant to... I don't know. He was trying to do a double springboard from one rope to the other onto him, and he was going to flip on him, and something didn't work, work right. And so... Believe it or not, I I give this a 2.5 because it wasn't really nothing much special either. Tornan ended up winning with a Tequila Sunrise uh, submission finisher. Um, And the injured leg of Ray. So now it's tied 1-1. to So then we take a break. Sorry about that, I just uh, did something. So then we did a break in the action for uh, WCW vs. NWO to bring you WCW vs. WCW as four husband members, Steve McMichael, Steve Mondo McMichael, and Chris Benoit take on Jeff Jarrett and Dean Malenko in a tag team elimination match. Uh, the story here was Jarrett has Deborah in his corner and Mondo's pissed. I guess that's the that's the storyline. Uh Malingo doesn't seem too thrilled to be Jarrett's partner to begin with. We see great a little you know, some pretty good decent action between Benoit and Malingo which we already know can be done because of their ECW days with the phenomenal matches that they've had in ECW. Uh, would have liked to see more of that, though. Instead, they were too focused on the Jarrett Mondo storyline. Um, Mon- so J- Jarrett finally got tagged in when Mondo was in because he was avoiding him. And then... Uh, Jared does a job right here to Mondo, but pulls 
Mondo on top of him. Ref counts one, two, three. He eliminates himself and leaving Mondo to, you know, do a two-on-one, basically. Uh, yeah, that was a thing. Tony mentioned, I don't think I've seen that in the history of this great sports. Classic Tony. Uh, I haven't seen that in the history of our sport, I don't think. You know, someone someone pinning, someone putting someone on top of, like, you know, on purpose. I don't know. It was weird. Ah, this was actually, um, for the little bit of, actually, no, no. To then Dean Melinda didn't stand a chance and Mondo made the pin. So Benoit didn't even have any factor in this match whatsoever. I gave it a... Another 2.5 out of 5. It was just... It was nothing, you know, too... It was nothing too special. Finally, we get somewhere with a little bit of action. Back and forth. Great back and forth. Alex Wright, who's apparently the heel in this match. Which is funny because a few months ago when I did uh, Great American Bash 95, he was just getting into the business. He was a newcomer, really, really, and he was against uh, Pillman, and they were both faces. But now I think Alex Wright's uh, new attitude, so he was a heel, and Jericho was the face. Lionheart Chris Jericho, whom, by the way, we shall see this coming week on Dynamite, uh, I guess, you know, against Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, against Moxley. So that's interesting. I really hope... They do the, uh, what is it? Who is it? Hold on. I know who does the song. I just can't remember. Which sucks, but I just had... Oh, yeah, it is Mammoth. The, uh... I really hope they they do the Mammoth theme. The Mammoth rip-off instrumental theme to uh, All the Days. That's... If you ever wanted to hear the original song of Chris Jericho's first theme, but the actual song to it, it was basically an uh, uh, instrumental rip-off of uh, Mammoth's All the Days. Um, a band called Mammoth, not to be mistaken with Mammoth, you know, WVH, but uh, this was another group in the back in the day. Um, yeah, just let's just look it up on Spotify or whatever, and and you'll hear the you'll hear the familiar tune of what was Jericho's first theme in WCW. Uh but nevertheless, good back and forth action. Cruiserweight title on the line. Alex Wright uh, is a champion. Chris is trying to get, become champion. 
Obviously, that's what one does in a title match. Uh, great back and forth action. Both fights on the outside. Use the execution of the 10 count by going in and uh, breaking up the count and coming back down again. Both wrestlers executed that uh, to their advantage. And, uh, you know, we just did great action. But in the end, I believe... Alex Wright gets him with a roll-up, but he's not a, uh, he's not the tights as well for extra, extra leverage, and he comes out on top. But it was still decent action, um, so this one I gave a three. Finally, we did in a three in this, uh, pay-per-view here. So then after that, uh, it was... The veteran versus six. <laughs> you know, it was Ric Flair. Who would have thought Ric Flair 25 years later would have his last match? Guys, I did the math. The man's 73 now, right? So 73 minus 25. He was 48 at this fucking pay-per-view. He was already 48. My God. Uh... I wonder how old... Hold on. Let me let me see... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, let me see something real quick. Um, Sean Waltman. I'm looking it up now. Oh, yeah. He just turned 50. Did Sean... So, yeah, shit, 25 years ago, he was, uh, wait a minute, what? Yeah, 25 years ago, he was 25. So it was definitely, uh, rookie versus, uh, not really a rookie, he was like, uh, good five years into his career, but, wait, four, four or five years into his career. Nevertheless, this was actually a, uh, another good match. Decent match. Uh, Sid gave Flair the run for his money. But in the end, dirtiest play in the game. Uh, what's, what you call it? Sid went for the second Bronco Buster. The first one he got was successful. The second time he went for it, after being put in the finger, figure four from Flair, he attempted to put him in the buzz kill, but he, to no avail, but then he got him in the corner, and he was going for the Bronco Buster. Flair got his foot up, so you can imagine where that landed once uh, Sitch tried for the Bronco Buster, right between the legs, and that gave him the advantage to just Cover him from there, but use the help of the ropes. So, uh, Flair, Dirty Flair of the Dame, won that match. Ah! It was still a decent match, so I gave it a three, but I wasn't too thrilled with the ending, to be honest with you, with this one. Uh, still, WCW, two. NWO won, uh, essentially. 
And then after that match was... Now let me think about this. What was it? Hold on, I have it in my notes. Ah, uh, yes, Troy Henning versus Diamond Dallas Page. Which actually wasn't a bad match either. Uh, and Henning came out on top. Uh, this match was a, another, I gave it another three. The Giants um, faced Randy Savage of NWO. Giant won that match. I gave that. But it wasn't, I did, again, this was like a little over five minutes. This match. It was a very short match. Nothing really special there. Um, and the only reason I gave it uh, three in the in the Henning and Dallas match is because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a big Henning Henning fan. Um, this one though I gave two point five. Steiner Brothers versus Ritz and uh, versus Outsiders for the tag titles was a great match. The uh, second longest of the night, um, with the main event only being longest by like less than a minute. But uh, Steiner's won via DQ, so because of that. You know how I... I don't like DQ finishes. I mean, it was for the tag titles. I could have won the tag titles here. But instead... What you would call... Rich did the top rope bulldog onto uh, Scott Hall with the help from uh, Scott Steiner holding Scott Hall up. And then... uh, as the ref was covering, one, two, Nash pulled him outside, to which Nick Patrick then rang the bell. And I guess this was the point where Nick Patrick wasn't NWO anymore. So, I, uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Also note, start, uh, Ted DiBiase was with the Steiners. So he had defunct from a New World Order 2. It was very weird because... Technically, Scott Steiner eventually turns on his brother and joins NWO. So, I don't know. Um, Still a great match between the two teams. I won, I gave it a 3.5, but because of the disqualification win, I gave it a 3. So, and then the main event... You know, like I said, Luger coming in as champion and Hogan. We all remember 96, Hogan won the title from the Giant. Now, uh, the belt was in WCW's court and Luger, who had, you know, the, the, the spray paint was finally off the belt. It was all nice and shiny. Only to be 
defaced again as Hollywood Hogan defeated Luger very confusing way I can't remember I didn't remember this happening or I don't remember what happened after this happened Sting was out there with a bat and well after the NWO came out and interfered uh, Luger had the advantage though Luger was on fire. No, no one called for the bells. Technically, Luger fought off NWO. NWO didn't really get a chance to hit, uh, attach Luger to call for the disqualification. And then all of a sudden, Luger goes against the ropes. He was going to do the uh, the forearm on Hogan, I think, or a leg drop. Oh no, he was going to do the. He had him in a body slam. He was going to whack him. But as he went through, I think he was going to go do a, a forearm or something on Hogan. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing against the ropes. But anyway, either way, he went against the ropes. And Sting's just chilling there. And all of a sudden, Sting hits Luda with the bat. No explanation. And this is a guy. Hold on. Hold on. No. That doesn't make sense. That match hasn't even happened yet. The Steen and Hogan match. So what the fuck, Steen? This was the actual Steen, I think. Because it did not look like the... It, it was the real Steen. It did not look like the uh, bonus Steen. So, huh. Very weird. Very weird. Um, so, yeah, again, nothing really special with this match. 2.5. Man, overall, I listened back to the... Uh, World Wild 98 review, and I gave it a three overall. This one seemed to be worse than the than 98. I have to give it a 2.5 out of five overall, because it was uh, I don't know, just not a, not nothing nothing too special. No matches really stood out. Except for the Steiner Brothers match, but again, like I said, the Q match. Um, there's 2.5, 3, 2.5, 3, 3, 3, but then 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, 1, 2. I'm, I'm just, there's those nine matches. I'm, I'm seeing which I gave more threes to. Hold on, hold on, maybe, maybe it's a tie. Maybe I like it. Uh, let me, um, let me do this again. I'm thinking in my head right now. Off the top of my head. This is, this is on the fly of how my final rating for it. Um, so it's tied. 2.5. 3.
Yeah, it had more 2.5, I think. <laughs> if I did this math right, I, I gave match, more matches 2.5 than 3s. Um... Yeah, I only did four matches, threes, and then the others, 2.5. So, overall rating, 2.5 out of 5. Again, I don't know, it was it was a weird pay-per-view. It should have been better. Um, I want to know what happens now on that Nitro, damn it. I might need to skip ahead in my... I mean, I'm in 97 now. You know what, I haven't done... I haven't continued my watch long. I really, I really ought to. I last left off when Sean was about to lose his smile. So I'm, I'm in February of, uh, 97 right now. I really should continue that. I don't know what's going on. And, oh yeah, I do. Uh, Hogan's, Piper wants Hogan at Super Bowl. I think that's going to happen soon in WCW side. Meanwhile, Sean lost a smile and they'll do that match before in your house with the uh, Fatal 4-Way. So, that's where I'm at right now in my watch lawn of Raw Nitro. Um, well, the good news is at least I don't have to watch this pay-per-view again. Because <laughs> I already watched it. So, when the time comes. But uh, other than that, like I said, not a lot of stuff going into this pay-per-view. Um, no, no title changes. No, whoa, the, except the one, the main one. Uh, but it's such that Luda's reign only lasted five days as champion. He should have had a bit of, he should have had a longer run, in my opinion. Um, that's all that I got for this episode of First View Friday, folks. Join us next month where I'll probably watch a fall ball, given that I haven't really watched many fall ball war game matches. Um as heard on a previous episode of the main pod. Um, so I'll probably watch a fall brawl. I don't know what year. Um, 97s I've seen. Because 97 was the horseman in uh, NWO. Where Henning joins the horse, joins the NWO. So I've seen that one already. Um, so maybe an earlier one. Uh... I'm trying to think. Oh no, that was no last month was WAF. So it's not three in a row. It's just two in a row for WCW reviews. Um also if you haven't listened to episode forty guys it was take two and something's been bothering me. I'm so pissed because Tate One had this great Thing about I said about Vince, and I did not include it in this episode, but that'll be coming up in follow up next week. Uh, not next week, yeah, next week. Um, for episode forty one, uh, 
But um, other than that, oh, I, I need to invest in a new microphone. My microphone fucked up. So I still need to invest in a new mic. Otherwise, I'll just record it on my phone like it did for the take two of episode 40. But go back and listen to that if you haven't already. And we shall see you next week for episode 41 of the Happy Wrestling Fab Podcast. This has been episode 15. Wait, 12 was... 12 was... May. 13 was June. Yeah, episode 15 of First View Friday. Hitting all the milestones this 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 year with 40 and now 15 of this show so John Lever take us out keep spreading the happiness all that jazz you know the drill see ya fans don't forget to follow us on twitter at happy fan pod like us on facebook at facebook.com slash the happy wrestling fan podcast And be sure to subscribe and listen to us on various platforms that can all be found on the Anchor app. Until next time, I'm Jeff Manalia. John Oliva, take us out! Oh, they can see.